All right, there was a kid named Chris Cody, and Chris was not your, your obvious kid. Chris Cody's a little special. He liked to hang out with his friends. He liked to play sports. But most importantly, Chris liked to play music. All right. And, but Chris's favorite instrument he liked to play he didn't have, and that was the guitar. So you can imagine his excitement Christmas morning when he woke up one time, and he saw a big box in the corner and it had his name on it. He opened the present, looked at it, and all he see was a black guitar from his Uncle Tony. Real excited, obviously, that he had the guitar. He finally won it. His uncle stopped by a couple days later and said to him, so how'd you like your presents? How, how was your Christmas? And Chris Cody looked up and said, you know what? Uncle Tony, I really appreciate it. That was the best gift I think I've ever gotten was that black guitar. I mean, I got tickets to go to the Eagles game with my dad. I got boxing gloves. I got an Xbox, but nothing compares to that big guitar I got. His uncle said, it's great. We thought you would love it. Your aunt picked it out particularly for you. Thought it would be a great gift for you. All right, well, you, know, you didn't know if you had to play it already, but have you learned how to play it yet? He looked up at his big eyes and he said, Uncle Tony, I don't play the guitar. Mom gives me a dollar every day I don't play it, and Dad gives $5 every week that I don't play every day of the night. It's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> the Christmas story. Um, as a lot of us heard on Sunday as well, too, like Mr. Bobbitt said, there's parts of the story we hear all the time. We hear the story every year. We sing about it every year. We talk about it every year. And somehow the story keeps coming back up. And for me, I love Christmas, don't get me wrong. But I get a little upset about it because of the fact that there's some parts that I never could figure out. I said to myself, you know, it's great, it's awesome, love the presents, love the meal, sounds like a great time. But for me, I couldn't figure out what was the big deal. I thought to myself, you know, isn't it more important that he actually died, that it was actually he rose again, that that was actually the important part of the story? I mean, I know he was born of a virgin, that's probably a big deal. Um, he is the Messiah, it's probably a big deal too, but... I kept thinking in my head, you know what, it's just a big birthday party to come down. It's not really a huge, huge issue. I couldn't figure out why we spent so much time trying to figure out this story in particular. That was until I started thinking a little more. And, again, I got a little upset about the whole fact that we call it Christmas. It should be Christmas. Last time I checked, Chris is a lot guy I know next door, not anybody else, anything special. And this whole present idea, I couldn't figure out. We gave gifts to Jesus, so why do we get presents? I couldn't figure out this. It always seemed like the bad kids I always knew got the best gifts, too, as well. So this whole story didn't make a lot of sense to me. Couldn't figure out what was going on. So I'm sitting there writing a paper a couple weeks ago, and it really finally hit me. And it hit me because of this song. And this is a song I was doing my little research. Obviously, not doing a little research. <laughs> I was going on Facebook. Um, and I clicked over, and I saw John Alexander's page. I click on John's page, and it comes to Miss Kathy's page. And he had just posted this video, which we're going to watch in just a second, about a song that dealt with this Christmas story. And it wasn't until I hit this song until it really clicked in my head about what really meant this whole Christmas story. So we'll take a quick minute and just listen to this song, and you'll see in a minute what I mean by just this. Start to a place unexpected. Would you believe? After all, we projected a child in a manger, lowly and small, the weakest of all, unlikeliest hero. 
Wrapped in his mother's shawl, just a child. Is this who we've waited for? How many kings stepped down from their thrones? How many lords have abandoned their homes? How many grains have become the least for me? And how many gods have poured out their hearts to romance a world that is torn all apart? How many fathers gave up their sons for me? For the newborn Savior All that we have Whether costly or me Because we believe Yeah, we believe Go for His honor And frankincense for His pleasure And mirth on the cross He'll suffer Do you believe Is this who we've waited for? song is called um, How Many Kings by a group called Down Under. And like I said, I found it on Miss Kathy's page when I was stalking her on Facebook. Um, but 
the whole story, we'll get back to this song in just a second, actually, but it's on a different tangent. How many of you have ever seen the show called um, Undercover Boss? It's a show on CBS. Um, for those of you who have seen it, I feel bad for you. Um, and for those who haven't seen it, please don't watch it. Um, it's actually probably my least favorite show on television. Um, and Jesse, who haven't seen it at all, the whole premise of the show is the fact that they have some CEO, some president, or some big high-ranking person in this field um, at some big companies such as NASCAR and DirecTV. And what they do is they make them come from the top and go down to the bottom. And they start literally at the, the beginning, and they go through all the training positions and things like that. Well, as I was writing my paper about this awful TV production, I started to figure out more and more the fact that it actually is completely scripted. The entire thing is set up. There's a daily regiment, what goes on. And I couldn't figure out why people would watch a show and the fact that this entry-level person has a camera following the entire time. No big deal. Walk in a job and you go, oh, hey, Bob, nice to meet you. Why is there a camera behind you? That's the whole point of the show and the fact that why it's so badly done is the fact that it's completely scripted. You actually don't see what actually happens in the whole scene, so... Anyway, don't watch it. Anyway, so I was watching that show, and I was going to Miss Kathy's page, and I found the two. And I thought to myself, you know what, this seems like a pretty good connection. Maybe this is what this story is all about. Maybe this is this whole hoopla is about, is the fact that Jesus Christ came down and gave up it all. I'm like, all right, sounds like a good idea. And I thought to myself again, the whole gift and present thing is what I was kind of turned around. And the fact that when you pick up the phone every Christmas morning, every Christmas year we have it happen, the first question we get is from grandma or grandpa or uncles and aunts, uncles and aunts you get is, so what you get? What presents did you get this year? What did you receive under your tree? What I got kind of confused about is that nobody asked you the question on the first half of that. What'd you give? What did you give up to somebody? What did you give to somebody else this Christmas season? So I started doing what pastor tells us to do and I went to the word trying to figure out, okay, I know what get means, I know what to receive, what does give really mean? Well, 377 places later in the Bible, I started looking for a little more and found it actually ironically comes up enough in the book of John. So I'll give you a little bit out of my Bible. This is the word um, spirit-filled Bible a lot of the youth use that I know Corey and I love because it gives you a lot of stuff into it. And what I found was the Greek word for give, and that word is didomi. And I'll give you the ten adjectives they give it as a definition for didomi. It's a lot, so here we go. It says, Ditto mean is granting, allowing, bestowing, imparting, permitting, placing, offering, presenting, yielding, or paying. It says also that Ditto mean implies giving of an object of value. It gives freely and is unforced. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, give. Now I know what it means. So what is it actually used for? So I look at different verses as well, too, trying to find where this give word keeps coming up. And the most popular one I found is probably one that's popular with you too as well. It's that one over in John that's on our bumper stickers and on our T-shirts and everything else that we do. Some of us have it tattooed, but we won't get into that. It's the fact that John 3.16 uses this very similar word as well too. So again, agree with me now. John 3.16, as you guys know, says right now, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Now let's replace that exact word. First, God so, so loved the world that he granted, that he allowed, that he bestowed, that he imparted, that he permitted, that he placed, that he offered, that he presented, that he yielded, and that he paid his only begotten son, that whoever believed in him shall have forever life. 
I'm thinking to myself, okay, great. I've heard that before. That sounds like a good idea. Okay, we'll run with that. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, so what in this story did God give up? God gave up something, obviously, to make this story happen. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, he gave up his only son. That's, that's praiseworthy. It's party-worthy. Let's go. Done story. I'm thinking to myself, okay, I've heard that before. That's not what, what catches me this time. Okay. So God gave up his son, something that a lot of us probably want to do. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so what God or what king or whatever like the song says gave up their only son? I started looking and I thought to myself, okay, maybe Caesar, maybe Pilate, maybe Sarah Palin, probably not. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, so these people didn't give up something, but God did. God gave up his only son and did whatever we wouldn't have done in the same situation. Any parent out there, you would ask me, said, okay, your, parent, your, your people, they're hurting, they can't figure something out. Well, you, what are you going to give up to help them out? And I'd probably do exactly what the rest of you do, and I'd probably say, here's a check. And I'd probably pay something and say, okay, here's money, here's a donation, here's my time, here's my John Hancock to help this problem out. And not a lot of us would give up our only son, our blood and our kin, to help people who don't deserve it. So, okay, I have myself, okay, so God gave up something, that's one, pretty big deal. But I started thinking more and more about this story, and okay, who else, who else gave up something in this story? Thinking to myself, okay, the shepherds gave up something. They gave up a lot of things that they were doing in the field. You have people like the, the wise men who gave gifts to, to God, or who gave gifts to Jesus as well, too, at the altar. Um, a guy named Joseph, he gave up something. He gave up his life and his wife as well, too, to go make God's plan work. And then you have Mary, who also gave up her life and her only son to make this whole plan work as well, too. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, so giving's pretty important. That's a pretty big deal. And I finally got to the end of it and thought to myself, okay, so here's the, the kicker probably. That's what, this was make this different. I finally realized it. It's what Jesus gave up. I thought to myself, okay, you know what? This is where the song comes in. That there's no king in the world, that there's no anywhere else. Somebody, you can tell somebody where somebody can literally give up all they have. That they could grant, they could allow, they could bestow themselves, they can impart themselves they could permit themselves. They could place themselves. They could offer themselves. They could present themselves. They could yield themselves. And they could pay with their life for us. I'm thinking to myself, okay, pretty big deal. That's, that's it. That's the kicker. It still wasn't sold. I'm like, all right, that's, I've heard that before. That's not what's different about this story. And I kept thinking to myself, okay, so how many of those people have done that? And there's only one. So, okay, that's, that's pretty praiseworthy there. I thought to myself, okay, there's something else that's got to be going on in this story. And instead of looking at it myself, I thought to myself, you know, a lot of people gave up something in this story. And we always thought we gave up, we sacrificed, we made some things. But we never really figured out what we give to somebody else. Instead of what we gave up, what did we give? So I thought to myself, what did Jesus give us that makes this story a little different? So I thought to myself, let's go back to the beginning of the story and where it really started, up in the clouds. And if you know the Jacobs family, the four boys that we are, when mom calls and she says, this need to be done, or the trash needs to go out, or who's going to help me with my iPod, what's the first thing we do? No, we do, we do this. We do the nose game. We figure out, okay, who's going to do it? Because I don't want to do it. Corey doesn't want to do it. Jeremy and Eric really don't want to do it. And Dad just doesn't feel like he hears it. And so we just let it go. That's what happens. So we do the nose game. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, maybe that's what happened. God said, all right. You know what? Somebody's got, somebody's got to save somebody. We got, we got, somebody's got to do something. Sat down at the table. He said, nose game. I don't, I don't think that's what happened. I don't think Jesus said, okay, I, I lost. I'm going to go down there. The other thing we do sometimes, well, too, we sit to ourselves, okay, who's going to do it? It's rock, pair, scissors, shoot. Best out of three. Let's go. I don't think in my head that God sat up and said, okay, 
Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Jesus, you lost. I mean, it comes down to it. You got to go. I don't think that's what happened. And like my dad says, I don't think they're pulling straws. I don't think they sat there and said, okay, we got three straws here. Lose your draws. And Jesus didn't pull it out and say, all right, got to suck it up. I got to go down there. I don't think that's what happened. And what I think and what I know happened is that when God saw the hurt in his world and saw what happened, and he asked his son, who's going to do it? He didn't just meekly say, if I have to, if you twist my arm. No, he sat up and said, I'll go. He said, I'll go and give them exactly what we needed. And that was a second chance. A second chance to be with him and a gift of present, of his presence in our lives. And so for me, that's what made the whole story kick. The fact that, you know what, we think to ourselves, first question we get, what did you get? What, what, okay, who got the Xbox? Who got the PlayStation? Who got the gift card to where we're going to go? We never ask ourselves, what did you give? What did you stop this year and what did you permit? What did you bestow? What did you give to somebody else? And that's when the real kicker caught into me. It's the fact that this gift that we got from God, like Chris Cody's gift, is one that never stops giving. One that doesn't stop when December 26th hit. It doesn't stop that when New Year's hits, it's a whole new year, let's pick a whole new thing and start all over again. Now, this gift is one we have every day, a gift that we get every single morning when we wake up and we say to ourselves, what am I going to give? Who am I going to give it to? Because I was given the same gift. I was given a second chance that I didn't deserve, that I didn't really deserve at all, that shouldn't be given to me, but I got it, and I got to give it to somebody else. I laugh all the time because I had a religion class last semester, and there's a girl who sat next to me. Her dad was a Baptist minister, and knew this going into it. And we were reading, we were watching this movie one time about these Baptists in, in the South. Everybody knows about the Baptists in the South, a little different than anywhere else. Watching this video. And this one girl raised her hand next to us, and she said, I don't get it about these Christians. Why are they so loud? Why, why, everybody, why are they so loud? Muslims aren't loud. Jews really aren't loud. Nobody else is loud. And the girl next to me leans over and hands a piece of paper and says, I guess we got something to talk about. I guess that we got something different that everybody else doesn't have. We have a gift that never stops giving. I say all this to say back to the whole point as well, too. There are 86,400 seconds in a day. Do we ever take a second to say and give thanks to where it came from? We spend all the time in the Christmas season worrying about, okay, who's going to get this gift? How am I going to make this work? How am I going to make those kids happy? How am I going to get this thing to that family that needs it the most? When they already have the gift they need the most, we just need to give it to them. So I say all that to come back to where I was at before again, too. The fact that you already had the greatest gift given to you. That is not in a red box. It didn't fall off Santa's sled. It came from a person that didn't want to give it to you or did want to give it to you. He wanted to give it all. He gave up everything he had. He gave up everything he was to become what we are today. Took everything we go through and every problem we have and he had it on his shoulders. He said, I take it all from you and I give back to you eternal life. That's something that everybody wants to do. So 360 years, 360 days from now, when it comes back to this Christmas season, say to yourself, you know what? Awesome, Mariah Carey's playing again. You know what's coming around, red and green. Walmart's packed with wrapping paper. When you pick up the phone this time, don't just say, what'd you get? Ask yourself, what'd you give? Amen.